0: Thank you for tuning into the For What For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today. Because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives and self-love subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and happy freaking Monday. I left you all with a little bit of a cliffhanger a few weeks ago about my dating life and how I added yet another man to the graveyard. Another one bites the dust, you know? So I had some questions from people because they were like, one, what the fuck is the graveyard? Two, what happened? Can you elaborate? So... I'm going to spill the tea on today's episode. So basically the graveyard starting off is the most genius idea I've ever heard. And I unfortunately can't take credit for it because I saw it on TikTok. I don't even know who the original creator was. I would have to go scavenging through TikTok. But basically this girl created this TikTok sharing how she adds these men to the graveyard every time they like ghost her or wrong her. And it's very much like respect the dead, you know, we don't associate with these people anymore. So what you do is when once this man has reached graveyard status, you replace his name with a tombstone emoji and you just leave it at that. And you delete the previous texts, you know, you delete the threads. And so when you scroll down to the bottom of your phone, you just have all of these emojis of tombstones and you don't know who's who. And what I think is really funny about it is that if they call you, it's like a Russian roulette. Like you don't know what X is coming back around. And now, depending on how you utilize this graveyard, they could be some who were just like from dating apps—you never even met them in person. Others could be like legit ones you've dated. So utilize this as you will. But I like to just add everyone to the graveyard if they're no longer relevant and we didn't add in a way that made me want to pursue any kind of like friendship with them after, then they're added to the graveyard. And so I love this idea. I think it's very funny. And I wish I had done this like when I was in university, I used to be just like a delete and block kind of gal. Like I just, I literally have like a hundred contacts on my phone. Like I don't keep people's numbers, especially if they've wronged me. I really just like clear them out, but now I'm just going to put them in the graveyard. I think it's very, very funny. So I've been accumulating them as we go through the months in dating in Vancouver specifically. Man, that city was like not my pond, but it's okay. We're in a different pool now, so maybe I'll have better luck. But I was sharing how I was kind of on like my bounce back season and how a man went to the graveyard and I just had more fuel to like continue to focus on myself. And so I want to talk about basically the topic of like, are you into their potential. Like are you attracted to someone's potential versus what they're actually giving to you? And I think that this is going to resonate with a lot of you because it's a very common thing that we experience. I think especially as women, now I don't want to do it like super gendered or anything like that, but I just feel like women in general are so- are socialized into fantasizing about people and partners in a way that men aren't socialized. And I don't think it's like a biological thing. I think it's truly like down to a socialization difference. I don't know if I'm experiencing some language barriers with my own self right now, but please bear with me. Um, So yeah, I feel like this is a thing that a lot of women experience. I'm sure some men do, but I feel like it's mostly women that I've talked to. So I definitely know that I have struggled with this. And I... Understand that just from the get, it's typically keeping us at arm's length from really ever getting to be vulnerable to somebody. So, you kind of like choose emotionally unavailable people to because you're like emotionally unavailable yourself, and you basically like keep people at arm's length so that you can't really get hurt. But I think in the long run, you still kind of end up getting hurt in some sort of way, even if it's by your own self. And I'm going to elaborate more on that. So, basically, where I'm at right now is that I started talking to a guy and I'm never going to share intimate details or names or anything like that. It's never to like put somebody on blast. It's realistically sharing experiences that I have learned from and wanting to relate any of like these scenarios to the audience and maybe they can gain some sort of perspective from it and you know just learn from what I've made mistakes doing and all of that bullshit. Because we're all just here to get better in life and become better people in relationships and become more self-aware. And I think in doing that, context matters. So basically, I was seeing this guy, we had chatted over Hinge during the pandemic. And he was very funny and witty and it like very quickly grabbed my attention. And so we had like a banter and everything going. We ended up texting. Now this was like during lockdown. So I didn't see them in person because my dad was working in the ICU directly with COVID patients at the time. And he was really conscious. So I never really got to meet him in person. So we kind of just became these like pen pals. We were texting all the time and he would like reply to my stories. We would FaceTime here and there talk on the phone, whatever. Good banter. Wasn't anything super like deep, but just very like funny conversations, could talk for hours. And I always thought that it like had the ability to go deep, but I guess I never really went deep with him now that I reflect back on it. And basically throughout that pandemic, we like continued talking and then I moved to Vancouver. So I move across the country, pretty last minute. I mean, I was there for eight days and just signed a lease. And what's kind of funny is that he called it. He like kind of knew I was going to do it. He's like, I bet you're going to stay. And I was like, no, how would I ever do that? And then I did. So I guess he knew me well enough to call that one, but we continued talking. And I thought that by the point of him realizing that I'm like staying in Vancouver, he would kind of leave me alone. Um, But he actually just, like, continued to, like, pursue harder. Like, he would not leave me the fuck alone. He'd text me. He'd um, message me over, like, Instagram DMs, reply to, like, all my stories. Like, he just was always there. And so every time I would come home and visit, I would end up going to see him. And it became kind of this thing of, like, anytime I came to Ontario, I'd go see this, like, Ontario man. And I think what happened in this, like, scheme, like, this time frame is that I started to fantasize about what could be and this like ideal of him that I don't actually know in reality and really start to look at like the potential of like oh this has potential what it could be man if we just had a chance it could be so great I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I have been in this in a couple times, and this one's the most recent. And I'm like in a situation now where I'm like, how did I get here? Like, did I really allow this to go on for this long? And that's what I want to kind of talk about because I've learned a lot about this situation. So I moved to Vancouver. I end up seeing him and making like pit stops every time I come to Ontario, and it was great. And I like always left feeling really good and you know, the chemistry was there. All of it was there, but there was one point where it was like around Christmas where I don't know what, I think it was just like, I was going through some shit and wanted like verbal affirmations. And I wanted like a lot of reassurance from him that I didn't feel like I was getting, but I didn't know how to communicate those needs properly. And so I kind of like started a fight about like what this was and like putting kind of a label on it. And he really did not tell me what I wanted to hear. And I got really pissed and I basically cut him off for a few months. Now, looking back, I didn't communicate well in any way, but I also didn't listen well. Like what he said was still relevant to today. And I just feel like I didn't want to hear it. And so I never let it like process and basically what it came down to is that like he doesn't want a relationship and i think it was really hard for me to like understand that and like digest that because i'm like how the fuck wouldn't you want to date me and also what are you doing like why are you putting so much effort if you don't like me and it's not the fact that he doesn't like me he does he just doesn't like me enough to date me and that is like a real situation. Now the difference about me telling you the story and what you can learn from learning, like hearing the story is that you don't have to accept it. And that is where I went wrong. You know, I was hearing this man tell me what he doesn't want and what he's not willing to give. And I just like saw red and said, okay, I'm colorblind and, like, made it look green, you know? I really put the blinders on and pretended, like, and it's almost, like, in that pursuit of the chase, right? Like, well, I can change them. Like, the guy who is notoriously single, like, I will make that happen. Even if you, like, don't even question whether you actually like him, it's more about, like, getting him to like you, which is, like, a super fucked up game. And definitely no one wins in that scenario. So, I'm seeing a lot of, like, issues with, not issues, but, like, let's just say opportunities for growth about my own self in this dating arena, from this specific situation, especially. Now, in this like meantime of talking to him, like I've seen other people, he's seen other people, like that's all been there. But I always just had this inkling that like, if I were to come back, maybe something would be there. And I always always just wondered of like, what could be. And I think that was a huge thing for him because he's a few years older and he didn't want to be like a deciding factor in whether I moved back or not. And I should have understood that that was not even him being like, oh, he's just selfless and doesn't want to like be a factor in my decision making. No, no, it's like he literally doesn't want anything enough to be involved in that and like don't count me in is basically what he's telling me, but trying to not be a dick about it. And I mean, I always respect honesty. I just wish I had like listened. So that's all my own fault. But the thing with the potential part is that we fantasize about these people in our minds of what could be in like such a false reality. Yet if we were to like write out a list of the qualities about this person that we really enjoy and that like what lights our fire about this person, we might come up empty-handed. And I want to say like this person that I'm talking about He's so hot. He's like such a cool guy, but like, he's definitely not my husband. Like we would never last long-term. Um, and I, I know that. And I think I've always known that, but it's that idea that if we chase the person who is not going to be our forever, not that relationships have to last forever, but I think when we're falling in love, that's what it feels like. Right. So if we're like chasing someone who we know isn't actually that serious, not only about us, but us being serious about them, then we get to maybe bypass some of the fear that could come with that. Like when you meet someone who like shakes you to your core because you're like, I love this person and I could really get hurt here. That's such a different experience than when you're like kind of breadcrumbing yourself with this idea of a relationship when in reality, it's simply a fantasy. And I've been in this situation a few times and I feel like I'm repeating a cycle that I clearly need to learn the fucking lesson from. So it's all about growth. It's fine. And I mean, dating hasn't been my priority. So I will give myself that. Like I've been focused on a lot of other things. It's not like I just sit here and fantasize about men, but what I'm kind of annoyed with by myself and what I wish I could like, Take back, but obviously, I just need to move forward. Is the time that I've like dedicated to this person because it's just like I feel like it's kind of cheap, you know? You kind of invest like this time and energy into someone and allow this behavior when you know that they like aren't serious about you. And so it's not about like it being a total waste of time because I really had fun with this person. I've learned a lot. Like it was a great time in general, but I'm just thinking of like what time that could have been poured into anything else. Like whether that time was being poured into other people or other parts of my life, how much it could have just like blossomed something else that potentially could have been more beneficial to me and my future. And I think that everything happens in divine timing. And I think that it's really important to recognize these lessons so that we can move forward and that we can avoid making the same mistake. And sometimes these situations just unravel and then you wake up and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And that's kind of what happened to me. You know, this time has passed and I didn't even really think about like how long time has passed. And then I saw him when I first got back to Ontario, literally like within the 48 hours I was in Ontario and then flying out to New York. I saw him the night before I went to New York and I hadn't seen him in a while. I was like ready to go see him and it was a great time, but it felt a little bit like a routine, like we're just kind of in the same like flow that we were last time and we're like in the middle of chatting and I'm kind of realizing that I have nothing in common really with this person. Even though I enjoy them and I enjoy talking to them, like there isn't actually a lot of common ground there. And I think we could be great friends and I'm like sure that would have been fine. But now that I've had like a long enough like situationship to go off of that. I just, I don't care to continue being friends. We can be on good terms, sure. But like, I don't want to chat about your day. So I had this just moment of clarity of like, I don't think I can do this any longer. And then something in me encouraged me to like, check some stuff out on social media. And I just, I saw something I didn't want to see. And it didn't even make me like angry or jealous with him. It made me feel stupid about me. And what I mean by that is, I realize that I've been like allowing this type of behavior for so long, knowing deep down what this person is giving and what they're willing to give and what they're not willing to give. And that I've just been accepting bare minimum, even though I know that I want so much more. I hope that makes sense. It's just one of those things where you like fool yourself into thinking that it's going to be something maybe special when like deep down you haven't even asked yourself like what is special about this person and like do they even make you feel special because realistically like I never felt that of course we had like a good banter and like I know he likes me but it's just knowing that he doesn't like me enough to put in effort that I know another man would and i think that when we get to that like recognition we then are obviously forced with a choice of whether we continue or we stop it and i could be completely wrong about the scenario but i think i'm at, i'm at a point where it's not even left to discussion cuz i'm just realizing that It's gone on too long and I'm not interested in pursuing a relationship with this person. And I was talking to my mentor the other day about how I was a little bit like feeling defeated and feeling sad because I really did like this guy and I was sharing with her kind of what happened and she was talking about like, do you think you have it correctly? Like, do you have this story in your head about something or is this, you know, fact because just our thoughts aren't facts like we can tell ourselves these stories and have it completely twisted but my issue in this context is that I've let so much time go down that I feel like there's like resentment there that I don't know if I could like totally get past and I'm here like I'm in town and there's just actually less effort and communication than there was when I was in Vancouver which just to me shows that he really just loved the chase and the fact that I was unattainable and now that I'm so much closer he doesn't want me and I'm not interested in that toxic cycle and I also just I'm at a point where I just I want more and I hit this ick within like the whole situation and myself of like how did I allow this and I think it's a really critical time to like reevaluate how we've been going about things in the past, and I know for me within dating, I typically fall for potential, and I think it's because of my fear of actually getting vulnerable and actually finding something legit, you know, finding that like love that you see other people experience that we like so desperately want and crave, but yet are like so afraid to ever allow ourselves and open ourselves up to the possibility of it. And maybe I'm speaking for too many people, but I feel like a lot of us are so fucking scared. And it is scary, but we can't like experience that love if we don't open ourselves to that kind of hurt. And I think that's where it gets to be daunting for us to ever open ourselves up to that potential. But then we're just like constantly in this mode of never experiencing it and being kind of in that breadcrumbing, like arm's length type of situation that if you want something deeper, doesn't feel good. And so for me, I think that in the process of living in alignment and living intentionally, being able to recognize when I'm like over glamorizing someone and what could be and what potential is there is really crucial to my own development and the way that I want to live my life. Because I think that especially when we get in the habit of something, it's hard to break it, right? So being able to really recognize it and create that awareness around it and then start to change that habit is going to be important moving forward because I was so used to doing that that the idea of like really asking it myself the hard questions of, as I say, myself, I totally did. Asking myself the hard questions of, hey, do I like this person? Do I actually want to build a future with them? Or do I just like the potential? And I think especially as women, I think the way that we're socialized, going back to that, and movies and how we've been taught about love, I think that there is this thing of like, does he like me? Does he like me? You know, we're so told that like our basically fucking one goal in life is to get married and find our Prince Charming. And of course, times are changing. But I think there's this still like very, very deep down sensation of wanting to be liked And wanting to be accepted by a man, of course, this is hella like heteronormative um, as as is our society. So I'm just speaking in those terms. Of course, I don't mean to like erase LGBTQ plus anything like that. I also like girls. I haven't dated girls. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just speaking from experience here, but I think that there is this idea that we need to be accepted and accepted we haven't really learned to say, do I like them? Not does he like me? It's like, do I like him? Do I actually want him? Or do I just want him to want me? And I think that it can be a really fucking hard question. I know it is hard for me. So I really like urge you to question that when you're in these dating scenarios, because it's something that has you know, forced me to reckon with like some hard decisions of like, fuck, like, I don't actually like this person. I guess this is no longer serving me. And then you kind of have to cut it, you know, or else it's just this choice of talking and providing time to someone that you're not really into. And it's also potentially leading somebody else on, right? Like, I mean, I think in this context, it wasn't like that, but I feel a sense of, like, responsibility for the other women he's going to encounter. And I wish I hadn't, like, allowed this to go on for so long because I'm just, like, this isn't normal behavior, like, to just pursue someone for two and a half years and then when they're, like, back in town to just kind of fall off the face of the earth. And he... I wouldn't say has ghosted me because he's replied to anything I've sent. I haven't really sent much. I've sent I tried to FaceTime him once and he ignored it and texted me saying he couldn't talk. And then I just left it because I just realized that like there's nothing to talk about. I don't really want to have the conversation. If they came around and like messaged me, of course I would give them that conversation. But I think we're both kind of just mutually done with the whole situation. And it's always, it always sucks because you you just get used to talking to somebody and get used to like sharing certain things, like whatever it is, they're the things that make you think of them, the little things. And they're typically, it's funny because like when someone gives you the bare minimum, like you hold on to those little things so much more. And like when we get in the practice of being used to that, it also can scare us from like the ones that are actually treating us really fucking well and like putting effort in because we're like, oh, why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) You know, instead of recognizing that as something that could be like healthy and something that could be like a really like special thing for someone to be treating you so well. And it always comes back to like that feeling of deserving, right? Like, do we feel worthy of love and being treated right? Right. Or do we think that, like, this breadcrumbing action is is acceptable and that, like, we can just, I, you know, not idolize, that's the word. Oh, my goodness. Idolize a person, especially, like, over texting. I feel like it's so weird when you, like, become pen pals with someone for years and then they're like maybe the same in person but it's just like doesn't have that same like rush because of course when you see someone's name pop up on your phone the dopamine hits different you know and we can get kind of like addicted to that little chase and i think that it's really important to really recognize these little factors that really help us make certain decisions and help us like make choices around who we spend our time with, what energy we allow and who we're allowing into our lives, you know, and like who we're allowing to get to know us because it can be really tough to like open yourself up to people. And like I said earlier, I never like shared my entire life story with this man, but there were bits and pieces that I shared that it's not like I would take it back, but it's just one of those things of like, it sucks to feel like that never meant anything to them. And so I think that knowing how you are and what you're wanting out of a relationship is important because then you can protect your heart in a more intentional way. And I know that for me, if I was a little bit more just like upfront with my own self, I would have probably created more distance with this person because I knew that it would end up ending in a way that Never felt good, so I think just being able to know that about ourselves and choosing accordingly is something that not only helps us get us closer to the relationship and person that we're wanting to, you know, attract, but also just being able to show up as the person we want to be in like that higher future self and really create that life we're wanting for ourselves. I think for a lot of us, some sort of long-term partner is involved in that. And so being able to weed out some of the bullshit early on, to me, makes the most sense. Like if we're in the habit of weeding out bullshit and like almost prospecting, like if you think of like working in sales and you're like prospecting clients I'm going to start looking at dating like this because I feel like I have this habit of meeting somebody and be like, oh, I really like you. And then I'm just like instantly like either like, oh my God, I'm going to date this person or friends with this person. Like this goes for all different relationships. Even with girlfriends, like I can meet someone and be like, oh my God, you're my best friend. Even though I haven't gotten to fully know them. And so I just kind of like lead with my heart and just like kind of dive right in And I really wear my heart on my sleeve, and it has like such good intentions. It's not like a love bombing thing. It's more of just like, oh, I really fuck with you. Like, let's just be friends. And I don't have that like initial distance and warm up to people. I kind of just like once you kind of like cross like this line with me, I'm like, all right, I'm loyal. And I have to remember that not everyone is the same back. And I think that there is like a strength there, but I also need to harness that strength and reserve it for the appropriate times and people I guess because being taken advantage of when you're so loyal and just so like willing so quickly I think you can be so left to feeling kind of screwed over by people and that never feels good and it also makes you kind of wonder of like why we're doing what we're doing and how we've gotten to that point right and so for me that's something I'm still trying to find kind of understand is like okay why am I doing this why do I just fall so quickly and how can I start to like take more time and be a little bit more patient in cultivating like a true meaningful healthy relationship so that I can experience that love that I'm desiring and I think that that's kind of the way that I'm going to go about it and really start to like weed out the bitches who only have potential, but have like no action, all talk, no action, and continue to really lead with that confidence and that like abundant mindset. I think that the other thing with the leading with potential is that it reinforces the scarcity mindset of like, there's not enough people out there. So you like... Give a certain individual or a couple individuals ch- more chances than you maybe would if you realized how many people are out there. Like, there are billions of people on the planet. Why are we giving, like, a selected five years of our lives when we know that they're, like, really not about us? Like, when you think of it, it sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, if that doesn't motivate you to, like, cut off these guys that aren't giving you anything, then I don't know what else will. Because guys, we're wasting our time. Like this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. And I mean, if you're really having fun, then great. But I feel like it's only fun for a short amount of time. And then it gets to be a bit stupid. And like, I'm in a now two and a half years of this stupidity. So it's time to get real with myself and that is what i'm currently learning. and it's okay. it's all about learning, it's all about growth and being self-aware. and so that's why i want to share this on the podcast cuz i think it's relevant to living an intentional life and ask yourself for what for who and especially just like a message that i want to like quickly end with is that you don't have to hold on to something just because of the length of time that you've known them. like I feel like I've attached to myself unconsciously or like subconsciously that I've been talking to this person for X amount of time, so I wanna see where it goes. When that amount of time actually could have told me that this is going nowhere and I need to move on. So, how we think about these situations is really crucial, and just being able to lead with more intention moving forward is what I personally want to do for myself and what I encourage you all to do as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed my little tea spilling on what's happening in my dating life and what I've learned about it because boy, is it ever humbling to realize that you're not perfect. (laughs) Of course, no one is, but man, I'm like, sometimes I think like, I'm so wonderful. Why wouldn't you want to date me? It can be a fucking bruise of the ego sometimes, but not everyone's for you and that's okay. Not everyone's for you and that is okay. So let me know if you love this at the not so average betch on Instagram and at for what for who podcast. And there will be a new episode on Monday, as always, each week, send it to a friend, share it on your story, send it to the fuck boy you've been messaging and be like, this is why we can't continue, bro. Just pass it off to me. I'll handle it. And maybe you can just like give them a clip of like, hey, Brad, sorry, this isn't going to go any further because I don't see a future here and I am not interested in chasing potential. XOXO, gossip girl, you know, that's what I want him to hear. So as always, love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys.